Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. I don't know about you, but for me, the holidays bring a lot of mixed emotions. The joy of all the different fun things you get to do as a family, and the stress of organizing it all and getting everybody where they need to go and getting all the things they need for their different parties and all of that. There's a lot of demands and a lot of opportunities to just enjoy and connect with others. So I want you to grab your favorite hot chocolate or coffee, if that's you, and just get cozy because we're going to talk about three tips for surviving the holidays. I'm calling it hope for the holidays. Every family has their own traditions and memories. For my family, we have a few, specifically around this time of year. We just finished Thanksgiving, and sadly, one of our family traditions that I'm not so proud of is that we literally burn the rolls every single year. We get so excited talking and hanging out that it, it almost every single year we burn the rolls, but that's not a positive one necessarily. But for Christmas with my kids, and this started with my parents, every year when we put up the tree, we do hot chocolate, brownies, and we watch some sort of Christmas movie together. And do not let me forget to go pick up brownies because my kids will not accept it any other way. I'm sure your family has some great traditions too, or if you don't, I'd encourage you to start some because that's really the fun part for me with the holidays, but it can also create a lot of stress if we're just being honest. So I wanted to talk to you about some things that you can do to bring hope back to your holidays, to give yourself space to enjoy your holidays instead of getting overwhelmed by them. And I'm talking to myself on a lot of these here too. So there's no judgment for me um, because I am just as guilty as the next person when it comes to a lot of these topics we're going to talk about today. But let's get right into it. Tip number one, do not try to do all the things there. Anybody who knows me know I have a hard time saying no. There's not a responsibility. I'm not willing to take over for somebody if they need it. That concept of I'd give the shirt right off my back pretty much to that level. But you only have a finite number of hours in each day. So you need to set realistic expectations for yourself and for your family during this time and try not to overextend yourself by doing everything. Leave some margin in your time to enjoy each other instead of rushing from event to event. And for my family, that has turned into also being flexible with our calendar. We're a blended family, so we don't always get to have the time that would typically be designated for a holiday. So we make it a point to pick a time that they're not a hundred other things going on so we can enjoy moments together instead of trying to get everything done during that little bit of time that's scheduled um, for visitations. So we we sometimes will even have holiday get togethers two, three weeks before Christmas to make sure that our extended family gets quality time together. Also give yourself permission to say no. I will own that I have gotten better at that when it comes to the events. I don't need to go to every secret Santa party. I don't need to have my kids at every little thing that the school offers or that their friends are doing, it's okay to just say no. And that applies to probably all year round. Learning when you're overextended and it's time to start turning things down because it's also an opportunity for someone else to step up and do even better than you could have with your limited time. It's something you can't get back. So prioritize your events 
according to your values. I will tell you there's one non-negotiable in my family's list of holiday events. We are going to go to Bethlehem Revisited in Conway every single year. It's only open for like three days, so we have to really be intentional. But to my kids, that starts off the holiday season. The Christmas season for us is going to do that, which is if you've never been, it's fantastic. It's a live uh, nativity type thing. Um, but it's something that we love to do. So don't try to do all the things. Give yourself permission to say no. The second tip I'm going to tell you is don't try to buy all the things. Understand your budget and plan around that. If you put yourself in a bunch of debt, trying to buy all the things, trying to be all the things to others, you're going to find that it will take the joy out of it eventually. There was a time when my mom had some health challenges. She was the yes person in my family's life. If my kids wanted something, she was going to give them a yes. If they wanted to go somewhere and do something, they knew Mimi would take them and to do it. But what I found when she had some health challenges and I had to take over for her was she was going into debt to do that. So we had to do some priority shifting conversations with her when she was better to help her have more balance in that. What matters most to you are memories. And you know, those kids aren't going to remember half of what they get later on. So try to prioritize that around that process. I will say for me, my kids have never had an extravagant Christmas. Now, I'm not saying that you can't. Please do not hear judgment from me. But for me, this was an intentional decision to keep that under wraps. Um, uh, My budget is set in advance. I have six kids, two grandkids. It's a lot of people. So I I was very intentional early on before I had all these kids of saying, okay, Christmas is going to be, it's going to happen. I, I do celebrate it, but it was going to be limited to a certain amount that it didn't hurt that I was single mom. So I kind of had to do that to keep my budget organized. Um, but even after my increase in income, things like that, I have not made huge shifts in what we spend. Um, So when their funds are spent, we stop buying. It also, you know, helps us plan ahead. There is this pressure to look like you have it all figured out and to provide magic, right? The magic of Christmas to your kids. But I also feel like it sometimes sets you up for failure when you use that as your standard. So give yourself some space. And even paying for the many potlucks and dirty Santa gifts, that can add up. So it's okay to just say, you know, we're not going to do that party or we're not going to participate if you know that your budget can't support it because we just want to be making sound financial decisions there. And if you've already used credit this year and you're already there, I'm not about shaming you. OK, I don't think there's any benefit in doing that, but shift your focus to paying it off as soon as possible. Then what you were putting towards that payment, once you've paid it off, start putting that in savings so you're a step ahead next year. If you didn't accrue debt, but you found yourself kind of scrambling this year, start planning ahead. Many people don't realize if you get direct deposit payroll, you can often split that payroll up among multiple accounts. So you could even create a savings account that you label as your Santa money or your you know holiday season money and start putting money back in that account automatically out of your paycheck right now so that next year you're better prepared. So you do have some power to plan ahead and then set your budget while you're outside of the emotion of the holidays so that you don't overdo it later. That Black Friday sale, man, they can get you with those because you're like, oh, I'm saving money, I'm saving money. But if you're having to use a credit card to pay for it, you're paying interest if you don't pay it off. So you may not be saving money when it's all said and done 
if you're not intentional about how you take care of that. So we've talked about not trying to do all the things, that it's okay to say no to certain events or to give yourself some space. Don't try to buy all the things and don't try to be all the things. And I'm going to be honest, this is the hardest one for me. Okay. I can say no to my kids. I, 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 uh, Tim Hawkins has this joke about giving the gift of no. I give the gift of no to my kids a lot, but I will say I have a harder time not being able to be everywhere all the time. Saying yes to everything is going to leave you spent and unable to enjoy time with your loved ones. And this for me even extends to always being the host. There are times in my life where I have hosted things that I was not in the space to do it well. And I have learned to be honest with my family and with myself about what that looks like. Just recently, I had volunteered to host a shower uh, for my niece. She was in town. And I realized uh, a couple of weeks after that, that I was not going to be in a space to host it in my home. So I swerved. We ended up doing it at my church. Nobody really cared. Nobody was hurt or offended. I'm very grateful that I was honest with myself, though, about the size of this group and the ability to do it in the way that I originally thought I was going to be able to. So if you find yourself in a pickle, it's not too late to change it. You have family members that love you. You have friends that love you that would likely be willing to come along beside you and help you make it more manageable. But know your limits and give yourself permission to say no. There's a book I read a few years ago, um, actually, goodness gracious, it's been almost a decade ago. It was while I was going through my divorce called The Best Yes. It's uh, Lisa Turkhurst, if you've never um, heard of it before. And what she talks about in that book is that if you wait for the opportunities to give your best yes, then you're really able to just pour yourself into those tasks and do them with excellence. But if you tell everybody yes, then you're doing a whole lot of things that aren't necessarily your calling. And that hit me hard. Not only am I possibly preventing someone else from being able to step up and take that that could do it fantastically, but I'm also preventing myself from giving 100% to what I'm really called to do. And when it comes to the holidays, to me, my family needs to be my priority. It is a time to connect. It is a time to refresh and to remember what really matters to us. And if I'm just running from place to place and I'm not giving myself time to breathe, Am I able to be the best mom in that moment? And I would say no. If hosting events doesn't excite you. So if someone says, hey, we're thinking about doing this event. We'd love for you to host. And your brain immediately goes, oh, I don't know about that. Just say no. Because if you can't do it with a happy heart, are you really going to be the best host that you could be? Of course not. And there's probably someone else in your group that could do it better. My mom was the party planner. If she was still around, she'd still be hosting everything because that was her gift. She absolutely loved it. Okay. Like this woman for my grandparents, 50th wedding anniversary, we had a fifties themed party complete with poodle skirts and a DJ and an Elvis impersonator. Okay. She knew how to do something up. That was her gifting. It is not mine. So I've learned to know my space in that. When you're planning your Christmas purchases, remember that gifts do not determine your value or how much you love someone. Your value is not determined by giving somebody the perfect gift. So don't put that pressure on yourself. Give your best yeses and take time to connect and love on your loved ones. And if you find yourself overwhelmed, please, please ask for help. That is hard. I know if you're like me, asking for help feels like you're failed. You're acknowledging failure, but it's not. You have loved ones all around you 
who would love to step in and help you. Give them the opportunity to bless you in this way. I'm going to recap a little bit here. Do not try to do all the things. There are literally daily things you could be doing. You don't have to do all of them. Pick two or three that you would love to do with your family and just do those two or three. Don't try to buy all the things. You know, there's that song, can't buy me love, right? Money can't buy love. Your family is not going to remember the gifts, but they will remember the memories with you that they got. So help yourself, help your family, focus on those things and build those memories together. And then don't try to be all the things. None of us are capable of doing literally everything. So why not give yourself some space to be what you're great at and let someone else do what they're great at? And it may be if you have a family like mine that there's somebody even within your own family that's better at that thing that can step up. My daughter, Elena, my 14-year-old, and I say my daughter, I've got like five of them. Um, The 14-year-old loves to bake. So I let her. My 23-year-old, she's actually really, really good at baking. So a couple of years ago, I put them in charge of making some cookies and cakes and things like that for our family get together. And they had a great time. They built some memories. My younger girls came in, Bella and Evie, and they worked with her on it. It was fantastic watching them all interact together. So, you know, use what you've got available to you. Surviving the holidays may require a mindset shift for you because experiences that create those memories, that's what your family is going to remember when you're no longer here. Those are the things that I've carried with me from my mom. But if you're so busy doing and buying and going from here to there, are you really going to get the chance to enjoy your family and to enjoy the holidays, to take a breath and step back and ask yourself, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered by when it comes to the holidays? Do you want something to be that thing that they go, man, mom was always this or dad was always this or my cousin, my aunt, whatever. This was their thing, right? What is that? Make that happen because you'll never regret that. And listen, I love gift giving. I'm one of those people that if I see something and it is the gift and it can be something silly. Uh, I was just talking with a, a friend today and she was showing me a gift that she's gotten for her friend for Christmas or for her birthday, excuse me. And it was so ridiculous to anybody but this person. It would be just silly. But to this person, it's going to be perfect. So I'm not knocking on giving gifts, but giving to the detriment of your financial journey, to the detriment of your financial independence is unhealthy. So I would encourage you to avoid overspending the season so that you can have that happy, financially healthy heart walking into the next year. Thank you guys so much for joining me on Talking Sense today. I hope you enjoyed your coffee or your hot cocoa and you were able to take something from this that you can apply during your holiday season to make this year happier healthier, and more full of memories. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, We're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. 